When it comes to Podmeets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. And as you know, we are tech heads. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. And with the available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car, backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. They can help you find work in any industry. With just one interview at Express, you have a connection to endless jobs. Whether you want a contract job, a new full-time role, or a summer job, choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has more than 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit ExpressPros.com today to find a location near you. I've never been to Milwaukee. It's one of the few places in this country. Have I've you been, been anywhere been. in Wisconsin? Have you done like never... Green Bay? No. Um, no. I don't think no. I've been anywhere in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Me neither. One of my closest friends is from Wisconsin, though, so uh, she's already gave me a list of places to go and visit and restaurants to hit and stuff, so I'm, I'm super excited. But no, I've never been. I'm so excited every time I get to cross off another state because yeah. I think I'm at like 48 Oh, wow. You're so, really close. I, I'm really close. I, I have to do Alaska and I think I have to do the Dakotas. So it can't be mm. 48. So I'm probably I'm, I'm in the mid to high 40s. Um, but Wisconsin, I think I get to cross off. I'm so excited to do our show in Milwaukee. I really am. Yeah, that's going to be fun. We're also talking about possibly having a special guest there in Milwaukee. Mm. It's mm. um, it's just we just started the initial convos, but uh a guest we do have for sure booked is the one and only Mr. Turner, Tony Quinn, who is going to be joining us in Kansas City. Yes. With a glorious tie. And oh, an earring, yeah. earring boy will be with us. Earring boy. Speaking <laughs> of earring boy, I, we just posted a picture on the Pod Meets World Instagram the other day. And Ryder has an yeah. upper ear piercing that oh, I do yeah, not yeah. remember you having at all. You didn't remember me having no, that piercing? I, I don't either. remember you yeah, having I got, it. Yeah, I, I got it multiple times. I still, I think I could still probably fit, Put an uh, earring yeah, in there? 
But I did yeah, it. I did shouldn't. it once, and then and then <laughs> had to take it out for a job, and it filled in, and so they had to get it re-pierced. Yeah, I think I've yeah I got I've got I got it pierced two or three times, and then yeah, I wonder when I took it out. Probably when Boy Meets World ended. I don't, I don't think I've ever put you, an earring in. Oh no, you? I put an earring in there for a job. I did a movie called Borderland, and I I put an earring back in. So that was when I was 23, 24. And that was will you time. put an earring back in for our Kansas City show? And Tony will ask him to wear his earring, and we'll I have love it. two like earrings. Boys. I like it. Or we'll re-pierce you on stage in Milwaukee. I like that idea, it. too. I'll totally do it. I mean, I, I wouldn't mind having an earring up there. My wife would probably hate it, but I'll, I'll, I'll go for it. I would like a, I'd like another piercing as well. My girlfriend's about ready to have a piercing party and I'm like, I'm there, but maybe I'll just do it on stage with you guys. Is piercing still as big of a deal as it was in the 90s? Um, Not like like now everybody Ears. gets tattoos. But yeah. Right. I but feel also, like in the 90s, nobody got tattoos and everybody got piercings. Right. Yeah. Right. Ear piercings are still very big. Cartilage, you know, like a, multiple, like however many holes can you have in your ears is kind of a, is a big deal. And I think, yeah, nose piercings are, I don't Do know that it's as big of a piercings? deal. There were, I knew multiple guys getting, I multi- getting nipple piercings when we were teenagers. It just seems uh, like it would snag on something oh, when you least oh expect God, please. it. And stop. Can't talk about it. Um, okay. I, did see, I did see a very funny meme, Ryder. You said your wife would hate it. I saw a funny meme the other day that it just said this... <laughs> The scariest five minutes in any woman's life is watching her husband shave off his beard, keeping his mustache and going, I think I might just keep this. But there are people who, mustaches are okay. Like I, if you can I pull it off, it takes, a, pull it, off. it takes it, a special face to pull off a mustache. Well, I don't you need know. a Tom Selleck face to pull off a good But mustache. I also just feel like it goes through trends. Like in the early aughts, it was like not cool to have a mustache. Right. And then it was like, there's even that movie, um, Oh my God, I'm totally blanking on the movie. Jack Black, um, Nicole Kidman. Um, I just recently, um, Margot at the Wedding. Okay. It's a, mm. uh, it's, it's not a great movie, but um, it's a Noah Baumbach movie and it's, it's not amazing, but it, there's some interesting parts about it. But Jack Black plays a character who has a mustache and the whole time it's about, he's like, it started off ironic and now I'm, I'm keeping it. And it's like this whole okay. like joke about like, can you believe a guy having a mustache? And it was like so clearly 2007 when this movie was made, when it was so, still crazy. But now like I know multiple friends who have mustaches and pull them off. They pull them off. Fine. My dad had a mustache for years. My totally uncle pulled it off. My uncle yeah. had one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that was Jensen it. had a mustache for a little bit, and I was like, "You look like a cop." <laughs> and that was it. And that, that was, was gone. It. Yeah. All right. Come well, to Milwaukee. Come to Kansas City. Take take a drive. You know, take a drive. <laughs> Best mustache wins. We'll do a mustache contest. Oh. Best mustache wins. Milwaukee, Kansas City. I will donate several. Do several several scripts. I love to it. Best mustache on stage. You can get your tickets at podmeetsworldshow.com. Bring your stash and Will will bring his stash. <laughs> exactly. <of> I love it. <laughs> Welcome to Pod Meets World. I'm Danielle Fischel. I'm Ryder Strong. And I'm Will Friedle. Well, dear, dear listeners, if we have learned anything from doing this podcast, it's that if we mention someone, no matter for how long, there is a very good chance that they will then be re-entering our lives soon thereafter. (laughs) We have been reunited with people we never imagined we'd be able to talk to again, and this episode might just take the cake. We've always said that our live studio audience 
who was there with us week after week, was almost like another character in the show. And a hot, loud audience could make a good episode even better, or a quiet, confused crowd could turn any episode into a bad one. We really, like, fed off of their energy. So obviously, as the show was on over the years, fans started attending tapings, which was really nice. But no one, and I mean absolutely no one in that audience, meant more than a local family who somehow showed up to every single show. (laughs) And because of that was lovingly dubbed the Stalker Family. (laughs) The Shears were as visible on the set of Boy Meets World as we were, and they actually became part of the show's folklore and, believe it or not, canon. So when they came up on an earlier episode, we wondered, could we ever find them? And we did. Today, we welcome two members of our Boy Meets World family who saw it all and from a very important angle. Let us welcome to Pod Meets World, Sarah and Adam Shear, a.k.a. Stalker Girl and Stalker Boy. <laughs> hey! Oh, oh, yay! Yay! oh my gosh, I want to give you guys a hug! Oh my god, you look exactly the same! Exactly the same. The same. You all look the same! It's called cryogenics. It's amazing. <laughs> it is so good to see you guys. Yeah. We love you. Okay. Please tell us how, like, how did you end up at your first Boy Meets World live taping? And do you remember which episode it was? We took a wrong turn. No. (laughs) (laughs) We were trying to find Full House and we took a wrong turn. (laughs) Oops. Let me me just say this, and I think it's going to explain a lot of things. We were homeschooled. Okay. Uh, For having us. That's it. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Done. Yeah, what was the first episode? Well, the first episode, I remember it was August 29th. And uh, Soccer Girl, please. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, I wasn't going to let you down. 1996. And um, uh, my parents actually, um, my mother had um, surprised us by getting us tickets to go. Because we had, I guess we started watching maybe in 95. So we kind of came to the show. But, um, but yeah, we just really fell in love with the show and there wasn't, we didn't all watch all that much TV. And, um, so there was very little that we watched, but, um, your guys' show, we just got hooked on and, um, I fell in love with, um, Eric's character. I just identified with a lot of the humor and I loved that stuff. And my mother was like, you like him because he's like you. And I'm like, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, yeah, he is. I love that. <laughs> so um, we just really fell in love with all you guys, and my mother got us tickets. And actually, it was kind of a bittersweet thing because unexpectedly, um, my grandfather passed away in July that year in 96, mm-hmm. uh, just five days after my birthday. Mm. Um, but I think we'd already, we already had the tickets. I'm not sure when she told us about it or surprised us about it. But we went on August 29th was the first one and kind of humorous and kind of ironic. Um, the first thing we saw on the set was a cast. Right. <laughs> what was this episode? What episode? <laughs> it was a I forgotten was- episode of what <laughs> yeah. I think it was yeah. a cafeteria lady. That's right. Oh, so- yeah. That's right. I don't remember this. Yes, I vaguely remember. I don't remember. remember. I don't remember. And there was a casket. casket? That's so horrible. Oh, man. <laughs> we'll, we'll remember maybe when we get there. When we get there? <laughs> well, we'll remember when we're watching it. That's what it was like. Oh, yeah. Jeez. Wow. So was that, was that your first ever f- live studio audience taping? 
Yes. Yeah. Okay. And then how did it go from, hey, surprise, kids, we've got tickets to go see the show. We're going to go August 29th. And then, oh, we're going to go every week. How did that come about? Oh, kind of like we got hooked watching the show. We just wanted to go again and again. I don't know. She might have gotten tickets a couple more times, already had them. I think as I recall it, so we were there. So I remember in the 90s, they had teen magazines. You guys remember that? Yeah, we sure do. Teen magazines. (laughs) Um, And so my sister and I, we would go. We loved Boy Meets World. It was our favorite show. We wanted to know everything about all the characters. So we would go when we're at the market or Target or whatever. We'd just go look through the teen magazines and about our favorite like celebrities, right? Well, and the thing was too, because we were homeschooled, we and my father was self our father was self employed, we'd often um just kinda hang out at stores when we weren't playing the right. Toys R Us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> by the way, that actually is really fun when you're a kid. That's the whole point of people hanging out at the mall. Adler loves going to Target with extra time to just like peruse. And so why? I remember we're at the show. And Mitch, the warm-up guy. Yeah, Mitchell Bank. So amazing. Love him. And I remember him asking something. I don't remember what it was. It was something like, who knows when Danielle's birthday is or something. I think maybe the audience was asking him questions. He didn't know me. That sounds right. Because Mitch. (laughs) And so I was like, oh, I know when her birthday is. Um, because I, like every other boy in the 1990s, had a crush on Topanga, right? (laughs) I knew everything about Topanga, right? And so I, I said, I know when his birthday is. He's like, you do? And I'm like, yeah, I know everything about her. Just being, you know, a stupid teenager. And he's like, yeah, I'm so sure. And so I just started rattling off all of these facts, which were the most like basic facts that you would know about anybody. Right. Her favorite color is purple. Her favorite pizza is, topping. Yeah, like favorite pizza topping. She has a lot of pet peeves about guys, but don't get her started on them. <laughs> and like as, as I'm saying that, like I'm just watching Mitch's face like fall. And he's like, right. What is going on? And he's you like, know a lot. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And he's like, you know, as a mic, he's like, we have a stalker boy right here. We security, we have a stalker boy. And so then. Wait, so Mitch is the one Mitch who actually named you. coined That your makes perfect family. sense. Yes. That's, that's what I always thought. I assumed that that was the case. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Took me down to the kitchen set and he's like, follow me. And he took me down to the kitchen set. And you guys, I think we're filming like you know, not in those main sets, but like in swing sets or whatever. And um, so nobody was out on the sound stages and he put me in the the dining room chair and he just sit, has me sit there and he looks at me and he goes, Topanga sat there. Oh my God. <laughs> Follow me. And then he takes me to the Matthews living room and has me sit on the couch and he goes, Topanga sat there. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. <laughs> and then um, he, I like, I get back to the stands and he's like, who are you with? And I had my sisters, both my sisters, my parents, my grandma. And he's like, Oh my gosh, there's a whole stalker family. (laughs) And that night, I remember that he brought Danielle over. He brought you over to meet me. And I was just like, I've died and gone to heaven. This is incredible. And then we got home and we were just like walking on cloud nine. Like we've met our heroes. This is amazing. And my parents had like this freedom in their schedule and they just loved us, did everything for us. And they just started booking out all the the episodes, the tapings, and yeah. that's how it started. It, it came to a point when we got really close with um with uh, audiences unlimited and with Jan- yeah. Jana, Jana, yeah. yeah, I love her. And um, at some point, they were just like, you know, she was just like, we know you're coming. Stop calling for tickets. Just come. <laughs> oh man, she made the best dirt cake. Every week, Jenna Delicious. Fogel, that was just, we, there'd be a giant pot in the center of the table with 
gummy worms coming out of it and a the trowel. Crumbled Oreos. Crumbled Oreos. Oh, she was the best. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What the heck, Jana? If you're watching, Jana. <laughs> First of all, I need more. How are mom and dad stalker doing? They're doing well. And they're actually here. Oh, come in. What nice parents that they knew what a passion you had for a show. Hi. You look the same too. Yes. Nobody's aging. No, what is happening? I'm the same age now that grandma stalker, stalker grandma was when we first started going. Oh like, my God. That's so crazy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and you guys, I think, I think I was your age, Danielle. 42, almost 42. When we started going and David was, Sarah's age. Mm-hmm. 43, 43, almost 44. Yeah. Oh, man. oh my gosh. Yeah, incredible. Like yeah. you said, 42. I'm like, you're 42? Like, what? <laughs> Thank you. I wish I was it's, 42. I'm 47. It's the cryogenics. Exactly. We're born I just, I love that this was like a thing you guys did together every week that you looked forward to as being like for, for my family, every Friday night we would, it was the, we ate dinner together every night at home that my mom cooked. And on Friday nights, we went out to dinner and we saw a movie almost every Friday for years. That was like our family outing every week. And I love that your, one of your family outings every week was to the tapings of Boy Meets World. And Kudos to you, parents, for seeing that in your kids and knowing it was po- you could make it possible for them to get to go and do this, and then doing it every week. It's so, it's it, so lovely. Yeah, I don't, I don't think people understood. It wasn't always easy. You know, it was a long trip, heavy traffic, and just rescheduling everything and sitting on those benches for hours. Ah, the benches. Yes, the benches. They were not comfortable. No. Um, I don't think. And I didn't want to, I didn't want to stress it too much and hurt their feelings, but I don't think that uh, the crew ever got it that it wasn't really the show; it was you guys. Yeah, yeah. you know, true. it wasn't Eric and Sean and Danielle. I mean, Topanga, Topanga, okay, guys that we yeah. cared about, and yeah. it wasn't long till we transferred from going to the show show for fun to wanting to be there for you guys. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's so sweet. Yeah, I remember feeling like there there would be times when we'd have in jokes on our show. And it would yeah. feel like you guys were the only people in the audience that would get them. Because <laughs> yeah. it'd yeah. be like, oh, well, they know what we're, and it was like, uh, well, we, like, because you guys would have a shorthand for like everything. You'd be there for every joke. It was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's so incredible. That's exactly how David and I got to met together. We met in Sunday school and nobody else got us. <laughs> right. <laughs> they were all trying to explain things that were no, no, never mind. <laughs> That's so wait, how, how, you said it was a long trip. How long a trip was it to get to the show every week? No, no long oh, it's like an hour and, hour and a half. half. Yeah. Well, I mean, you guys were at lots, so yeah. yeah, they kept moving us. Yeah, you know, you know, we bounced all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. But, I mean, it was worth it. I'm not. I'm not complaining. Yeah. I'm just saying I don't. I don't know if people got that it was. It was because we cared about you. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. To a point where we wanted you to know you mattered that much. You know, we're not coming for fun. Yeah. We're coming because we yeah. love you. And it was. Oh, and <laughs> it was I, yeah. I felt so badly because at some point, even because we just were going to see you guys and because we loved you guys. And I think Will at some point was, they start talking about how dumb Eric's character was. And I thought, I didn't even notice that transition. <laughs> 
I'm some friend, you know, that I'm not even noticing what my friend's going through or something, you know, and I'm like, yeah, I don't know why they did that to him. I mean, I just, but I wasn't even noticing that, you know, because I was just going to go see my friends, you know? Yeah. Well, it's also the frog in the pot. You got to see, you were there every week. So you got right. to see that it was like, it, no, no time was changing. It wasn't like you watched one episode and then watched the other. It was, you're there for every week. So the slow uh, change. It was, it was incredible. Yeah. Oh, it was so fun. When it comes to Podmeets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. If we could, we would take Hyundai to prom. Technically, Hyundai is more visible on this show than Topanga. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to a 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. Say teched-out again. Nope, that was a one-time show. Snooze, you lose. Well, either way, the Hyundai Ionic 5 is a tech-forward electric SUV. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. So that means your car won't die out like the Matthews family vehicle on New Year's Eve, forcing you to miss out on kissing supermodel Rebecca Alexa in front of all of Philadelphia. And with available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car. Backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, Jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Or sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by the experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. As a podcast focus on reliving memories from our past, I can tell you firsthand, as you get older, your memory just isn't as reliable as it used to be. Yeah, if we didn't have Will here, there would be a lot of dead air. <laughs> that is true, Robert. Well, guys, since I know you need a little help, you're going to love Legacy Box. It's the safest way to digitize your home videos and pictures, even when you think you don't have a way to watch them anymore. Oh, this is perfect, especially with Mother's Day right around the corner. It really is the perfect gift for the whole family, whether it's a sweet 16 or college graduation. First steps or performing a Backstreet Boys dance in between scenes on your childhood network sitcom. This is the way to reconnect with your history. The process is so easy. You just fill your legacy box with old VHS or camcorder tapes, pictures, negatives, film reels. I mean, they even work with over 15 different types of analog media, so they have you covered. 
Then you just send the box back and their team professionally digitizes everything by hand in the U.S. and you'll get it all back on the cloud or on a thumb drive along with your originals. I recently sent off my first box to Legacy Box and I got into my old storage unit and found about 40 tapes, all different media, and I was able to label each one and send it off. I cannot wait to see what these tapes hold. Jensen and I also recently got some of his home videos digitized and being able to hear his parents' voices again has been a real gift. So join over 1.5 million families that have trusted Legacy Box with their memories. Go to LegacyBox.com slash world to save 60% during their best Mother's Day sale ever. It's time to connect with your past and make sure those memories are preserved properly. That's LegacyBox.com slash world. Can you explain for our listeners what it was like on your end? We've talked a lot about what the schedule for us was like. What was it like for you guys? So you'd spend an hour and a half in the car and then you'd arrive. What was the process once you arrived on the lot? What was the process of being an audience member like? Well, they changed, yeah, it changed up a little bit. We'd stay in, get in the line. All the audience would line up outside um, in a designated area. And um, I don't remember how long we'd wait. And then we were all be taken in and filed in, you know. And um, eventually when we got um, to going to more, I think it was when we were, the guys were at CBS. Mm-hmm. And um, the first episode at CBS, we were all, all the audience was in like a, one room. And um, I don't remember whether they had us like some like a warehouse. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, something that wasn't being used. And one of the pages, just because the pages had gotten really close to us and we all love them too. One of the pages kind of just happily, you know, told the other people there. He's like, this is a stalker family. They've gone to every episode. And then we suddenly knew what it was like to be celebrities. Everyone was around us and attacking us with questions and pressuring us. And we're just like, oh, my God. And then one person, then one person looked at me and randomly said, so how long did you date Will? I'm like, where did that come from? And um, then we didn't even notice, but the pages realized what they had done and they felt guilty and they instantly became like our bodyguards and gathered around us and shuffled us off and they got us into the building first and they're like, okay, you're going to come on your own next time. And we ended up... <laughs> so you guys up, became uh, VIPs. Yeah. yeah. Ended up coming onto the lot, parking wherever we wanted. My father had a handicapped <laughs> placard, so we were able to use that and we just go right to the front of the line and people would look at us like, where are these people getting in first? It was like so weird. Like, I don't know what it was like. Like for you guys to see like this family sometimes i wonder like were they scared of us like what, no, what? Never. it was so strange like i don't even talk to people sometimes about it because it's so hard to explain right it was it was just such a unique situation and now i look back i'm like they let us just come onto the lot <laughs> park where we want completely unchaperoned like I remember being in the bathroom, a public bathroom, and I look over and it's like Mr. Jefferson, Sherman Helmsley's like washing right. his beside me. I'm walking by John Lithgow. There's John, Jerry Seinfeld's Porsche. And I'm just like, why am I like giving free access <laughs> to just roam around? Just the all access pass. Yeah. It's, it's so, so weird. It was such an yeah. unusual. You know, I remember being so happy to find, because, you know, in a way, the stalker thing is pretty derogatory, you know? And then I remember you guys owned it like, 
pretty much right away. Like, because you, I, at some point you guys would start ma- made stuff for us. Like, I don't know if it was cookies or what, but I remember you signed the card, the stalker family. Yeah. And that was when I was like, Oh, it's okay. Like I, you know, I, I, cause it felt mean. Like I felt like, and obviously I think if you hadn't come back, it would have been Mitch would have just been a one-off joke, you know, but the fact that it became like a thing and that you guys were totally fine and so nice. And like, we all got along. It was like, okay, it's not like, I, cause I felt yeah. like we, it could have easily turned, you know, where we were like making you feel bad, but it was like, no, we actually rely on you guys yeah. as our like audience barometer how's the night going how's the crowd right, but that's what it was it was yeah. be- you became our uh, we talk about the symbiotic relationship between the audience and the actors and you became our metronome you were you mm. were in the you were the captains of the audience for lack wow. of a better term where it was like we knew if you guys were having fun if there was laughing we could talk to you about that stuff it's like is this working is it not so uh-huh. that it was great but then you guys also started having regular bits with mitch right because yeah. I remember you would sing, you would do. And Adam, certain- you sang, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I remember that. What did you sing every week? I was singing in sync songs. It was in sync. Yeah, weirdest thing. And you were like, I think you were dating Lance at the time. And you're like, will you sing for Lance? And I'm like, uh, okay, like, <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. You were good. Yeah, yeah you were good. I'm wearing my Backstreet Boys shirt. So I saw that. I saw you got the Backstreet Boys shirt because for the from the dance that we. I mean, you yeah. saw you were there for the evolution of everything. It wasn't yeah. just the dance. You guys lip sync too. Oh like, yeah. You each had a part. Oh yeah. Somehow, somehow even lip syncing, my voice sounded bad. Stop. <laughs> so it was Stop. terrible, especially when you're next to Matt Lawrence towards the end, who's actually singing Who along sing and, and dance. dancing. And you're like, oh man, I feel terrible. Oh, it's so funny. Yeah. Well, we we obviously considered you guys. You guys felt like a bit of a good luck charm too. It was always like we, you know, we we knew you were going to be there. We wanted you guys to be there. If you weren't there, it would have felt very messed up. I mean, we're um, for seven seasons, and I feel personally responsible for that. So <laughs> you're welcome. Thank you, and thank you for coming up with the idea for this podcast. For the podcast I, too. That's very sweet. No, it was like a long time coming. Yeah. <laughs> I actually had outpatient surgery one Thursday and stalker grandma had to drive the kids out about this. And Sorry. we got we got there as fast as we could and I had to have this big pillow in front of me for my surgery site and and uh, I remember when they let us in, Karen came up and she says, now we can start. Because <laughs> 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 I was so thankful we were able to get there. So. That's about right. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that, that was pretty special. Oh, well, so I mean, you guys were such a part of our family. We ended up including you in the wedding episode <laughs> of Boy Meets World, where you were seated on Topanga's side. Who was the person who told you that was going to happen? How did that come about? And and what was it like? Um, I can't remember. I feel like it might have been Mitch who presented it to us. Yeah. Uh, but it was presented well, that it was like Michael Jacobs' idea that yeah. he was in the wedding. And I remember like, I think, I think my, fa- <laughs> I think we were so weird. I think we actually dressed up because we knew it was the yeah. wedding episode. Yes. We showed up as if it was a wedding, but I was the only one that they didn't think was like, my outfit was good enough, which I was like a little insulted by. <laughs> I want to know what you were wearing so bad. <laughs> it was probably a sweater vest. I had the worst style. Uh, <laughs> and then I remember though, Julie from wardrobe, like took yeah. two wardrobes. So I'm like, well, they didn't like my outfit, but I get to go back to wardrobe and see what this is all like. So yeah, totally. <laughs> 
Oh, and I, for me, I mean, you can tell my hair is crazy, but um, I had it, I think, just hanging down, but they didn't like that. So they like did something to it. And um, they did, I couldn't, I didn't even know what they were doing, but they were working really hard on it. And not everybody, I think, was very um, enthusiastic about the stalkers or knew who we were because they were like doing my hair. And I heard them standing behind me going, who are these people? I don't know. They just came out of the audience. I'm like, they can hear you. (laughs) Yeah. We're human beings. Yeah, we're human beings who have ears. We are not props. Uh, not a puppet, um, believe yeah. it or not. The extras, or as they like to call themselves, the background artists, yeah. like they were seemed a little like, were these people yeah. coming? Right. They like, yeah. just took, took some primo seats. seats. And like introduced themselves and she's like, how do you do? I'm like, oh, oh my so gosh. Doing uh, with my hair and I couldn't tell how she did it. And they were like, hold still, don't move. So the whole time during the wedding, I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> we, we were in one other episode too, another um, um, we were in a chubby scene. I can't remember what episode. We were, we were in. I Sarah knows. Sarah knows. Pulp Fiction. Oh, that was a great episode. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you were in two of the most, arguably the most famous Memorable, Boy Meets World yeah. episodes yeah. ever. Pulp Fiction the and The Wedding. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, the, um, it was actually, I think it was filmed on Valentine's Day, I think, because... Um, we also, my parents were always really good at just making holiday special for us and stuff. And so we all wore bread and had little Valentine's pins. <laughs> you just so look for three cute. kids. I was wearing a red velour vest again. Listen, style. no one had no one had better vest game than Ryder Strong. So yeah, I was I was rocking the vest. Oh, so. Yeah, people actually would would think that I was your brother, Ryder. I oh, would yeah. get that. see that. I could totally see that. Yeah, so I remember one girl in the audience. She came up to me and she was like are you Ryder's brother? And I'm like, no. And she goes, well, you look like him. So I'm just going to tell everybody I met his brother. All right. What other special memories do you have from some of your favorite tapings? I think, I don't know specifically. I think the, just the, the way everyone felt like family, you know, mm-hmm. and um, Mitch was a big part of that. He was just great the way he um, kept the audience going. And we actually went, of course we did. We went to an episode of Girl Meets World. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, two episodes, but um, it, it's, it's, I feel old saying it, but things change even in the taping. I mean, there used to be these long, like, do it again, take again, take again. And now I guess everything's digital. It's just like one take done. I'm like, what just happened? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, yeah. um, and the guy at Girl Meets World, he was really sweet too and really good at it. But um, there wasn't the time for everybody to kind of bond, and it wasn't the same experience yeah. and stuff. And um, so I think that was just great, you know, and just feeling like everyone was a family. And I think that's something that really connected and something I really wanted to share with you guys. It's not anything specifically about one episode, but um, you may have noticed that our family is weird. <laughs> You're not weird. You're unique. No. Yes. <laughs> But the thing is, um, I think that's the thing, even in our own family and our own little world, um, we were always different and the outcast, you know, no, I'm going to cry. No, <laughs> but, um, but it's being with you, you guys, it's like, it's like, and we're basically your guys' age too. It's like, here are people our age who basically, even though they're celebrities, you know, they're kind of raised like us. They're raised different. They don't have a regular set nine to five job. They don't fit into the mold of society. And this is what you shouldn't, shouldn't be doing at this age. They're homeschooled. They're close to their families, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's all true. Yeah, it's absolutely true. 
and it's kind of like I found my people, you know, and even though I never felt um, necessarily called to be an actor or an actress on this on the screen or um, go into it, uh, I am now um, doing theater and I and I have published stories and I do cosplay. And I think that's all a part of it. You know, it's kind of like for you. Thank you. And it's just like, these are my people, you know, and this is what I'm comfortable doing. And I think all of that subconsciously, you know, really encouraged me all that time with Boy Meets World, you know, that this is okay to be me, you know. All right. So now you're talking my nerdum. What do you cause? <laughs> uh, I do Belle. And okay. right now, more than anything, I'm doing um, Mrs. Claus, which is funny because oh, cool. Eric is Santa. Yep. <laughs> so, oh, great. Uh, That's and, really cool. Uh, yeah. So. Oh yeah, I do Princess Leia. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Adam, what do you do? Uh, I'm actually a pastor, which never oh, nice. expected. But here I am, and I work at uh, Harvest Christian Fellowship with uh, Greg Laurie. Uh, if you guys have heard of the Jesus Revolution movie, it kind of chronicles his story and how he became a, a pastor. And it's been super fun to see that movie impacting people. But um, yeah, it's it's you know having it's such a unique time in my life that I look back to. It's so special. Um, it was a very, like the, the audiences were very communal. Um, there was something about being, cause you were there for like four or five hours at a time. And so you yeah. would like bond. With no phones with, to look at, right? Like right. Right. The audience, we didn't have any other yeah. thing to do just, except be together. Other, the audience and the, and yeah. the cast. That was yeah. It. yeah. And there's some, like you guys became our friends. Like we're not yeah. like hanging out mm-hmm. friends, but you guys were our friends and it was just such a special time. And I, like I said, I, I've given up like trying to tell people about it mm-hmm. because I mean, your show is so iconic. Like a generation was raised by you guys, you know, mm-hmm. and, but it's just something that I kind of hold inside and remember so like lovingly because it's like, man, this was such a sweet time in my life. But it's at the same time, I look back and I'm like, what was I thinking? That was so weird. Like, <laughs> did this even happen? I feel like it was a different life. Are there but, people in your life now who know your the history of it and like what the people that you talk to and deal with now how often does it come up if ever now and then and like i said sometimes i just don't bring it up because it's hard to explain you know i told my best friend the other day i was like oh you want to hear something funny i'm going to be on the pod meets world boy meets world uh podcast with the original cast he's like wait what and i was like i haven't told you about it he's like i don't think so i'm like (laughs) oh sorry like I guess you didn't know about it. And then I was talking uh, to some friends recently and I'm also a geek. Well, and so I was thinking about, we were talking about like superheroes and Batmans and what's the best Batman. And somebody was like, Oh, you remember Batman beyond? And I'm like, do I remember Batman beyond? I know that. And I'm just like, what? Yeah, that was a great show. <laughs> I don't even know how to explain it, but yeah, it was great. Oh, that's oh, awesome. yeah. That reminds me, Will, I actually need to share a story with you about Batman Beyond. Um, I had forgotten. I was at Disneyland one time, and there was a little boy, I don't know if he was five or six, dressed up like Batman Beyond. And um, he went on the uh, the Matterhorn with his mother, and he was in the car behind me or whatever. And so we got off first. And when we got off, he was just all shaken, and he was, like, in tears and all upset. You know, it had really um, got him upset. And his mother was trying to comfort him. And I'm like, I'm going to go say something to him. And so I got really close to him. I said, I know Batman. And I said, he would be so proud of you. And mother was just very condescending she was like she knows batman and i kind of took her aside and i said no i know the guy who does his voice and she was like, <laughs> <laughs> and so that was real oh my oh that oh, made me so feel gosh. better well, and we we got our first email 
while we were going to the show. And I That's still right. have it. <laughs> I think Sarah told Jensen, in, ca in case anybody ever wanted to get in touch with us, it's still the stalker. <laughs> <laughs> really? So I it is. to people on a regular basis. That's I'm so, on these three. Oh, that's so that, And they're like, and what's your email? And I'm like, uh, it's, it's so, the stalker. It's so often, more often than not, though, the people um, that she tells, like when we're on the phone with the phone company or whatever, they get all excited. They're like, I love that show. Oh, yeah, well, that's God. the thing. What, what's so what's so interesting to me about like what you were saying, Adam, especially like feeling like awkward about it, is that it, you guys were it, it, we all and we've talked about this before. Like the fact that we kind of felt like nobody was watching our show when it was on. Like nobody was talking oh. about it, right? And and oh. and yet you guys felt like this sense of continuity. Like because you were seeing every episode, we knew that like there was an audience, right? And what's what, what we found out since is that there was a lot of you. They just weren't showing up physically. Do you know what I right. mean? Like yeah. there were a lot of people who were really uh, tracking our characters and our storylines and felt like comforted by the characters in a way that like we didn't quite know, like yeah. because you didn't read about in the press. There wasn't social media. There was no feedback. Like you guys were just physically oh. doing what a lot of people. So now when we go to conventions, we meet, our fans and like, or the you know, people that listen to this podcast, I think who were like, just like you guys, like every week it brought their family together. And it, you know, the show and the characters was like really meaningful. You guys just happened to make it a physical journey every week, you know, oh, right. but oh, like, Lord. but really it seems like there's a lot more of, of you and us than we realized, you know? Yeah. On the other end of it, you see how it really was an iconic show and it was so unique. Like there were lots of uh, live uh, tape shows, um, but it, Boy Meets World is just a unique and special sh show. Like the humor, the way it was written, it's really written for adults, even though like mm -hmm. the target demographic, like teenagers. Mm -hmm. I look at the guest stars that um, Michael Jacobs brought on and it's like none of these guest stars any of your target demographic know anything about no, like, exactly exactly we've talked about that sales and Phyllis Diller why are they on this kid show right. like, what are they doing here why are they here yeah um, it was just it's a special show and you guys man it, it, like it, it's just going to live on especially with our generation like I don't know if you guys saw that um, viral video that Jimmy Fallon and uh, Paul Red did recently the teeny weeny beanie and it just has Mr. Feeny in it like yeah, and I'm just, yeah. So amazing it's living off <laughs> it's yeah. nuts isn't it yeah every time it pops up somewhere i'm amazed but you're so right about the the guest stars i'm thinking back as we're watching i'm like do you think there's many 11 year old kids going oh my gosh they got billy vera <laughs> like, and robert gray and robert <laughs> gray like what are the chances yeah. they got potsy like <laughs> i was so totally strange. in love with the monkeys when i was like 11 and 12 yeah yeah and and carried their album. I could get to Joshua Tree when I was 12 years old. It all warped and melted because I didn't know about keeping things on the dash and stuff. And I was I was going to grow up and marry Mickey Dolenz, and to have him come and directing the show and stuff. I was I was just freaking out a little bit. Oh, man, oh that's so funny. Well, I, special moments. We collected a lot of memorabilia um, from the show as well uh, oh, that yeah. you guys were generous, and you would give. A, I have a stack of signed scripts um, in my. Nice. My collection still. I think we got. I have like a Boy Meets World bowling shirt at the cast. Out, but one yes. of my favorite things. Yeah, you got some there. of our cast and crew gifts. Yeah. I don't know, Danielle and Ryder, if you recall that you once uh, shot a very informative instructional video for how to rollerblade. Oh, we yes. sure do. Grinders. Grinders. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> <A> grinder. yes. <laughs> 
And we signed it. On VHS, so I pop that in my my VCR anytime I want to refresh her on how to roll her blade. Oh, Make that's... sure you know how to break. Oh, that's so funny. I show you how. Uh, that's so funny. Oh, uh, and then, well, the, the great thing was, so Ryder and I, towards the end of the series. Yes, I was going to ask about this. Started to shoot a video where mm-hmm. it was where the cast is 10 years from now. And one that's of the first cool. things we pitched to each other was, we have to go end up where we're living with the shears. Like that has to be <laughs> what, what happens. And then we're, t- then it's like, well, how do we get in touch with them? How do we do, how do we get, but it was like kind of based around that premise at the end yeah, already. It's like we have to end the whole video with where we've with moved them. in with them. We've moved <laughs> in with because they're the only ones that would take us in. They're the right. only ones by this point that would want to have anything to do with us. And then it was, <laughs> yeah. we can make it happen. It was so funny though, because you guys, you were so accommodating. You're like, of course we end up in this big pillow yeah. fight. And it was just That's so right. Funny. I forgot. We had the big pillow fight. fight. Yeah. The big pillow fight. Oh, it was yes. such a I'm fun video. Only, I'm, I'm probably the only man who can say I've had a pillow fight, fight with Will and Ryder. <laughs> one, one of several. One of several. Actually, Grandma, didn't she um, tackle you? Oh yeah, she tackled. Tack yeah, on, take, took, you came and took a knife from me because I like have this big knife yes, and trying to cut a pumpkin and you're like, no, 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 no. And I was so proud because you guys were like my comedic heroes and I came up with that bit and I'm like, oh my gosh, they think it's funny. Like <laughs> It was great. <laughs> and then you sang and then you and end then you by sang, singing yeah. the song that we would always which dance Which takes us to, into the dance. Which yeah. takes us into the dance. So it was <laughs> oh, we couldn't do it without you. Thank you again. It was just oh, so much fun. But that was like our first pitch was like, we've got it. We got to end up living with the shears. Like we oh. have to. So, oh, no. Oh, so you remember, um, uh, Daddy has often told us um, you took him aside and asked him about it. And um, it, uh, Will and Ryder and you kind of took him aside and you said, as you know, the show's ending. And Daddy started pulling out his wallet and handing you money. <laughs> <laughs> If we could just borrow five or ten bucks. As you know, I'm going to be out of a job soon. So <laughs> it's not going to. That's amazing. Oh, it was so fun, though. Oh, thank you for doing that. We had such a yeah, blast. Yeah, thank you. Well, looking back, I guess it's not quite 30 years yet, but soon. We're inching, inching toward 30 years ago. You attended your first studio audience taping. What does Boy Meets World mean to your family and you guys as individuals now? Well, I think, like I said, like I was just sharing is that um, just being a part of, you know, realizing that there is a place for people like me, you know, for creatives and that that's more than OK and that we're the people that make people laugh, you know, and are the escape for people. And um, I think, too, something I've been actually noticing, uh, sorry, with Full House <laughs> is um, okay. it's been it's been on really late at night and my parents and I are night owls and um, we're just like, well, let's watch Full House, you know. And um, I just started feeling really sad because the one episode we saw recently, it ended with all of them singing and dancing in Hawaii, you know. And I'm like, there's no joy anymore, you know. And Boy Meets World mm-hmm. is is kind of on the similar lines, you know. It's like we don't have shows like this anymore, like Boy Meets World and like Full House, you know. We're just happy, close families that are loving each other and having fun. And it's just really sad. So I think I think that's something that is so great now with um, coming to digital and that sort of thing, you know, that people can just access this and these memories and keep coming back to them. I couldn't agree with you more, yeah. frankly. I, I think I think there is a 
uh, a big hole in in the entertainment nowadays where it is just everyone's like, what do you want to see a family where they solve all their problems in 22 minutes? Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what I want to see. I just yeah. there's something about the warmth that just bathe, the, the TV bathes you in that glow and you're sitting around with your family and you're all enjoying that. And it is sappy and it's saccharine and you end yeah. up singing for yeah. no reason in Hawaii. Yes, that's exactly yeah. what that I want to see. So uh, I really think we're we're lacking that quite a bit nowadays. So yeah, sad. I think yeah, like it, like I said, with my generation, like your show is just a part of our childhood, of our adolescence. It's like so much of who we are. It's almost like, regardless of what was going, you know, we had a good family life and stuff. A lot of people who watch your show probably didn't, but like you look back at that point in your life and you had like friends, you had family, even if they were only on the TV, and you just had this bright spot in your week. TGIF. I loved all the shows on it, but Boy Meets World, obviously, clearly yeah. the best. <laughs> but like, it's just like you guys made such a bright spot for our generation, you know, in that that space and time that will never be filled by anything else. It was just there. And then for me, like, yeah, I'm a part of that general um, uh, recollection and, and uh, nostalgia of that show. But then for me, it's just a deeply personal thing as well. And it, it's almost it's not like I'm embarrassed to admit it, but it's almost like this like not a secret, but just something that I hold like personally and private too, because yeah. it's just such a joy that I can't really explain. And it sounds, it's like, it sounds awesome in your head. And then you try to explain <laughs> it to someone and they're just like, you're, <laughs> right. you're like, I promise, I promise. It's actually like, very sweet. And it was actually yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. I did it, but I'm glad I did. Yeah. Yeah. So just a very a special time. And you guys were so, so kind, you know, and so hospitable and just made us feel yeah like family and like we belonged and um uh danielle like you were so gracious and kind to me and always made time for me um mm -hmm. just a boy with uh, who started with a massive crush and then just really cared about you as a person you were so so kind just all of you guys so gracious you didn't have to make the time of day for us and you did and it just speaks volumes about your character and i think the character of the cast and crew is what made the show because it bled through to the audience, even with they didn't know you, even if they didn't know why it was special, it was you guys. Yeah. You guys made the show special. Well, and I think that's the thing too is that um, oh, I just want to say likewise that I want to thank Will because um, when I was reading about him and stuff, I thought there's got to be something wrong with this guy, you know. <laughs> Great and the sweet, and just the more I read about you, I'm like, wow, he's a really sweet, nice guy. And um, because of being homeschooled and close to our family, and um, just not socializing much, I didn't really have friends, you know, and didn't really feel that lacking. But I thought he's someone I would want to be my friend. And um, I wrote you a letter and gave it to you, and it was actually September 12th, 1990. <laughs> you love dates, okay? <laughs> it was at 7 p.m. No. <laughs> <laughs> but um but anyway uh you i think you giving you the letter and then you came and you called me out of the audience and you took me backstage and you got a picture with me a polaroid and um you signed it and said thank you for everything your friend will and that just took me through a lot you know because um even even when i feel alone or to be going through something i'm like i have a friend somewhere you know someone who is kind to me and i think that's not to get weird or anything <laughs> Because I've never been one of the teenage girls going, oh, well, you know what? 
But um, again, like Adam was saying that you just, you guys were the first ones that showed us what ladies and gentlemen can be. And I think that's the thing is just that's so important and that it really matters. And I just want to tell you that your life matters and that it meant so much that you were that gentleman and that friend because um, I've met some guys that aren't gentlemen and they're not friends. Yeah. <laughs> and they're not Amazing. And women too, you know, and um, that just have turned their backs on me and stuff. And I'm like, I didn't hang out with you, but I still believe we're friends. Well, we are. Every- I felt the same way. And <laughs> oh, you would definitely, you would send me, uh, you'd give me letters, more than one. It was, I get letters often and they were great and they were always so heartfelt. And um, I read them all and I could tell oh. that you were, uh, you were putting your heart and your soul into them. And it really meant a lot to me as well, because I also didn't have a lot of friends growing up and was different and even... If it's, we've talked about this, even if it's for something that people think is cool, like you're an actor, anything that makes you different as a kid is bad, usually. It's mm-hmm. something that somebody yeah. will turn against you or uh, just make you feel like an outcast. So, uh, yeah, we totally are friends. We totally would have been friends, and we can geek out at the cons uh, as you're cosplaying. So we don't have a <laughs> awesome. problem with that at all. Yeah. That sounds great to me. <laughs> like, oh, thank you so much. I'll, I'll keep cherishing that. <laughs> well, we as always, um, appreciate all of your kind words, but you have spent so many years uh, telling us how you feel about us. Here we go. (laughs) We really wanted to have you on the show so that we could have the opportunity to tell you thank you from the bottom of all of our hearts for always being there for us. And like Ryder said, just being that barometer for us as like somebody we could reach out and touch and be like, oh, you're we're doing this show for you. And mm-hmm. even though it's not just for you, it's for other people. It felt like it was just for you. And, and that was enough for us. It yeah. was like that, that was enough. And that's what we wanted. And you guys have just always been so supportive and so wonderful and such good friends. And you are no different to us than any other cast member or crew member who we have welcomed back to this show. Um, with open arms, you are family to us and you will always have a special place in our hearts and we have so much love for you. And I just really wanna thank you for just always being there for us and for coming back and sharing this time with us today. Yeah. You're welcome. Thank you guys so well, much. It's an honor. Thank you guys so much. Thank you guys welcome. so much. You, it really means you. a lot. So good to see we you. Love oh, you guys. We love you too. Thank, thank you for coming. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Hugs. <laughs> When it comes to Podmeets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. If we could, we would take Hyundai to prom. Technically, Hyundai is more visible on this show than Topanga. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to a 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. Say teched-out again. Nope, that was a one-time show. Snooze, you lose. Well, either way, the Hyundai Ionic 5 is a tech-forward electric SUV. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. So that means your car won't die out like the Matthews family vehicle on New Year's Eve, forcing you to miss out on kissing supermodel Rebecca Alexa in front of all of Philadelphia. And with available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car. Backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com.
Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ioniq 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by the experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Summer is steadily approaching, and you know what that means. Wearing a shirt at the beach so I don't look like a sad radish for the entire vacation? Okay, maybe. Being thirsty? Yes, Ryder, you got it. It is time to go outside and bask in the glory that is sunshine with barbecues and hikes and trips to exotic locations. With your shirt on. Yes, with your shirt on. It is time to jump into a camper van with your son and your wife and... Torture everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Well, with all these summer activities, it's so important that you stay hydrated. And we're here to tell you all about Liquid IV. It has three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a single stick. It's clear why Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. You just rip open a packet and pour it into your water and bam, you're hydrating with electrolytes, essential vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients. But most importantly, it tastes good. It's so easy and perfect after a workout, which I do to replenish after a nice long run. And you can travel with Liquid IV right there in your pocket. Add it to a water on a flight or after a big night when you need just a little assistance to get up in the morning. Tear, pour, live more. One stick plus 16 ounces of water hydrates better than water alone. And with sugar-free flavors like white peach, green grape, raspberry melon, and lemon lime, you can't miss. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration with Liquid IV. Get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code WORLD at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code WORLD at liquidiv.com. Wow. Well, tried to make it through an episode without Couldn't crying. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. <laughs> Didn't see that happening. Oh, my. Wow. They're such great people. <laughs> they're just such great people. I just love that they're so, you know, like, I, I, I was afraid that they wouldn't want to come on the show, <laughs> on this podcast, you know? Like, I was like, oh, you know, and I, and I think Adam put it best, like, when he was able to describe, like, it's kind of hard to explain to people. Yeah. and You know, because it right. does. It sounds like a joke, you know, or it sounds like we, you know— I don't know, just calling the stalker family, I feel bad about it over the years, you know, um, because it it does, but it's not. Like, it was, it quickly became this something different, and that's so interesting. Um, They embraced it, and it was, I never felt bad about it, because I think, like you said, Ryder, when they they owned it, it. they knew it was from a place of love. Right, yeah. Like, 
Yeah, it it was never. I mean, I think when Mick Mitch first made the joke, when it was it like, was "Oh, a you're joke. a stalker," yeah. right. that yeah. was just a that was just a joke. But then when they became like, "No, we really like these people, and we like this show, and we want to be there yeah. every week," and it was like, "Oh, you're yeah. a whole stalker family." And then they were just, I don't know. It. it I've never mm. I've never said it or thought about them without also being filled with just the swell of yeah. love, joy. A, yeah, a big joy a big part of that is Michael Jacobs too. Michael was just loved them, like yeah. loved yeah. Them. Michael yeah. became. It was very important to him when he realized yeah. that they had a similar sense of humor. I feel yes. like he started writing to them, and I think You're it right. was a very conscious. He, yeah, you know, I think because, so too. and I think Michael always had this vision of our show that we had fans that were like that, that would come back every week right. and care about the continuity, which was revolutionary when you think about it. Like yeah. most yeah. sitcoms would just throw characters under the bus for a laugh, right? And Boy yeah. Meets World never did that. Boy Meets no. World always said, no, we're going to make you, we're going to, Mr. Feeney's going to matter all the time. We're not going right. to make him a joke. We're not going to make him a punchline, anybody. And and so in part of that vision was that there would be families that yeah. could share in watching the show and remember every episode and show up every week. And so I think what the Shears came to represent for him, you know, they were the they were the physical human embodiment of his audience that he was right. And he was always yeah. so welcoming about that. And, and I think just really respectful of them. And 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 it, it he was mutual, you know, an audience. Michael re- yes. always respected yeah. the audience. Hundred percent. The people oh, that's that were, what we there were there for, that's and who we were the there audience for. that yes. we were doing the show for. Yes. He had a monumental respect yes. for that. Yeah. And you can tell um, in the writing when the writing. Yeah. When, I mean, that's the thing about I think so many you know bad sitcoms is that they condescend to their audience. Or they write down to their on, or they did dismiss their audience's intelligence. Yeah, they don't or, care. Yeah, 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 right. They just don't think their audience is going to be willing to like take a tough scene or handle a little bit of drama or whatever. And Michael always said, like, no, our audience is going to meet us where we go. And he was absolutely right. You yeah. know, and yeah. it's it's to his credit yeah. that now we have that audience still. It's so funny, but listening to him talk about where he's like, I don't exactly what you're saying. I don't know how I, I could share this with somebody. It sounds weird in my head. It just reminds me of kids that would play Dungeons and Dragons and not want to tell anybody. Yeah, oh, totally. You know, it's that same, you've got your nerddom, and it's like, no one's going to get my love for this, so I'm just going to keep right. this to myself. Right. And luckily, yeah. it's not like that anymore, but that's what it was like. You just, you know, I, I had it with fantasy novels and stuff. It's like, I'm just going to keep my mouth shut about how much I enjoy this stuff. <laughs> um, so I'm glad people don't have to do that anymore. And yeah. He's funny, too. He's funny. <laughs> they're all funny. They yeah. all funny have people. such a wicked sense of humor, funny and they're so quick. People. And yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. That well, was fun. Thank you, everyone, for joining us for this episode of Pod Meets World. As always, you can follow us on Instagram, Pod Meets World Show. You could send us your emails, podmeetsworldshow at gmail.com. And we have merch. Ah, we got merch, eh? <laughs> Podmeetsworldshow.com. And we'll see you all next time. Will, send us out. We love you all. Pod dismissed. Pod Meets World is an iHeart podcast produced and hosted by Danielle Fischel, Will Friedle, and Ryder Strong. Executive producers Jensen Karp and Amy Sugarman. Executive in charge of production, Danielle Romo. Producer and editor, Tara Sudbach. Producer, Jackie Rodriguez. Engineer and Boy Meets World superfan, Easton Allen. Our theme song is by Kyle Morton of Typhoon. And you can follow us on Instagram at Pod Meets World Show or email us at podmeetsworldshow at gmail.com. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves, 
and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.